Welcome to Did You Get That? The podcast by Chris Raker that offers bite-sized reflections on scripture and life to consider and chew on. For more information about this podcast and to get on a special mailing list to alert you when new episodes drop, go to the Vertical 101 website. That's V-E-R-T-I-C-A-L-101.com. There you'll find how to sign up for the mailing list, along with oodles of resources, including information about Did You Get That? and Chris's other ministries. Now, here's Chris. Now and again, we hear about moves of the Spirit that are out of the ordinary. Most recently was the revival at Asbury University in Kentucky. Now, there were three significant waves or movements of the Holy Spirit in the 20th century that affected really the whole country and even much of the world. Each of these movements continue to reverberate today. More interestingly, each of these movements demonstrated a deeper understanding and influence of the Spirit on believers' lives. Now, while there are always exceptions, let me make some quick general brushstroke observations about those three significant waves or movements of the Holy Spirit in 20th century America. In the early 1900s, you had the Pentecostal revivals, Azusa Street in California being the most prominent. In these revivals, the emphasis was on the individual person's relationship with God through the power of the Holy Spirit. Holiness and sanctification were the watchwords. There was a concentration on personal experience. Hence, uh, speaking in tongues was a major focus, along with having some kind of personal second experience. Then in the 1960s and 70s, there was the charismatic movement. While the charismatic movement shared much of the same basic theology as the Pentecostal movements, there was a greater emphasis on the corporate experience of the Spirit. The focus was more body-oriented, the church. A greater breadth of gifts were embraced, and those gifts of the Spirit were for equipping believers to strengthen one another uh, to strengthen the body of Christ. There was a hope for the renewal of the church. So this wave, the charismatic movement, uh, moved from more of an individualistic focus to more of a corporate focus. And then in the 1980s, you have, for lack of a better term, the third wave. Um, that began in the 1980s and really is still with us today in a lot of ways. It was the third wave was informed by a more evangelical and reformed theology and was particularly shaped and characterized by John Wimber and the Vineyard Churches. It benefited from those first two waves, um, but understood the Spirit's empowering not just for the blessing of the individual or even the church, but for the evangelizing of the nations. But to put it simply, there was a greater embrace of the Holy Spirit, not just for me, or for us, but for others. The Spirit equips me and us to enable us to bring people to salvation. So again, in summary, and generally speaking, the Pentecostal movements at the beginning of the 20th century had a personal emphasis. The charismatic movements of mid-century, more of a body life uh, emphasis of the uh, for the church, and then uh, the latter part of the 20th century, the third wave 
movement was more in terms of evangelism. So we should appreciate and benefit from these historic moves of the Holy Spirit upon the American church and worldwide. But are we in need of a fourth movement of the Spirit? And what might constitute that move? If the Spirit continues to work in moving his church toward greater understanding and maturity, what might a fourth movement of the Spirit look like? Well, never really being able to fully anticipate what God the Holy Spirit will do, I would suggest, in light of all that we're seeing in the church today, that a fourth wave of the Spirit would be one that impacts character and justice. The church is shaking right now for a host of reasons. I think God desires to bring his church, most, mostly in America, but in many places around the world, away from the idolatry of power and the idolatry of individualism and the idolatry of security and many other false gospels and idols. I think a genuine move of the Spirit will turn God's people toward a greater concern for justice, the environment, and love of neighbor. The command to love our neighbor encompasses many issues, uh, particularly what the late Tim Keller and many others have called caring for the quartet of the vulnerable. And that comes from the Old Testament. The quartet of, of the vulnerable are the poor, the widow, the orphan, and the immigrant. A fourth wave will be a move of the Spirit where the fruit of the Spirit is manifested as much as the power of the Spirit. It will be a move of the Spirit where the heart of God for the lost and for his creation will weigh upon believers' hearts and minds far greater than their own desires and concerns. Any genuine move of the Spirit will certainly manifest aspects of the previous three movements of the last century, but a new movement, a new wave, will also display a mature, a robust, a whole gospel. A whole gospel that doesn't add on unbiblical things like guns and book bans, but a whole gospel that does embrace social and justice concerns, which have always, see for example, Luke 4, 16 through 21, and has historically, see for example, the ministry of William Wilberforce and the Clapham sect or Clapham saints, a whole gospel that embraces social and justice concerns which have always been a part of that true and robust gospel. If we seek this kind of revival, if we're open to the Holy Spirit, it will be a grand and messy and culture-changing, and I'm talking about in the church, not just the world, uh, it'll be that kind of revival, grand, messy, and culture-changing, and one that affects our character, one that is empowering, that is winsome, compassionate, and faithful. Let us be Christians who pray, Holy Spirit, come. Come in all your glory, all your passion, all your compassion, all your truth, all your justice, all your grace, and come, come Holy Spirit, in all your fullness.